This is I'm Not From Here with Josh on Sin Nation. It sure is. Hello and welcome to I'm Not From Here. This show is all about your boy, Joshy Martin, me and my journey from regional WA to the great city of Melbourne to discover everything that Melbourne has to offer. Tonight's show is a cracker. You'll hear my experience at the Community Cup footy game over the weekend. You'll hear my WA correspondent Scott and I decide whether WA or Victoria has the better libraries. You'll hear me speak to a couple of very special guests who I was stoked to run into over the weekend. Spoiler alert, if you get on facebook.com slash I'm not from here FM, you'll see who I'm talking about. And as always, you'll hear some A-grade music from the likes of Broods, Alt-J and Daft Punk. To kick us off tonight though, I've got an awesome Sweet 16 track to play for you. It's from Alice Ivy, an awesome producer out of Melbourne. A very avalanche vibe to this one, I reckon. It features Rara and it's called Almost Here. Here it is. You're on Sin Nation. From Sin's Sweet 16, eight local and eight international tracks the station is vibing on at the moment. That's Alice Ivy and Rara with Almost Here. Don't forget, you can check out who my special guests are tonight on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook.com slash I'm not from here FM. I promise they're good. Hey, this next song is the most relevant one to me that I've heard all year. It's from WA band Split Seconds, who recently moved over to Melbourne to further their career prospects. It sounds a bit familiar, and it's called Relocation Blues. That also sounds pretty familiar. Check it out. You're listening to I'm Not From Here. To really dip my toe into the freezing water, I had to head away from the West. It's from their new album, Rest and Relocation, from Melbourne via Perth band Split Seconds. It's called Relocation Blues, and it crushed me like a ton of bricks the first time I heard it because I'm real familiar with that feeling. All right, each week, my WA correspondent slash the Sam to my Dean, Scott Martin and I pick something and see whether WA or Victoria do it better. This week, Scott chose public libraries. So here he is, down at the Bustleton Public Library in Western Australia. Okay, starting things off on an unrelated note, I have finished university for this semester, which means that I have gone back home to Bustleton. So this public library section is going to be taking place from the Bustleton Public Library. So what I expected about the public library was that it was going to be quite quiet in terms of people being here. I didn't think there was going to be this many people here, so I was expecting to be able to talk quite loudly, but I am in a corner of the room in the kitty section. Um, because there's no kids here at the moment, but I realise that as soon as one person, one kid, decides to come here, I am going to have to jump and leave because it's going to get very loud. Maybe not, but still, I just don't want to be in the corner creeping out anybody. Uh, Yeah, so like I said, the first thing I noticed is that it's quite busy today. Bustleton is quite a quiet town. I know it's considered a city now because of population, but I still especially consider it to be quite quiet, especially compared to Perth, where I've been for the last six months. Uh, 
But as you can tell around me, even though there are, I'd say maybe 20 to 30 people in the library right now, there is no noise at all. I feel like a lot of people are confused about why there's this person speaking to himself in front of a microphone while everyone else is quietly enjoying reading a book or studying or looking up tourist attractions on the computers. But onto the actual library itself, it's different from when I was here last. It's quite a bit larger. There are more sections to particular genres of books, like from where I'm sitting right now, for kids sections, I kind of just expected there to just be kids. But there's poetry and jokes and plays, uh, talking books, like audio books, uh, books to be specific towards teaching the youngest of children how to read, and then going up to the, the young adult books as well. This Becky McGee's and the Diary of a Wimpy Kids and whatnot. I spoke to the head librarian in the middle of the room to see if she would like to just sit around and speak with me for a while, but she can't leave her desk and she doesn't want to disturb anybody, so that's fair enough. But yeah, just another week of just being me, unfortunately, there's nobody I can speak to right now. But that being said, she was very, very sweet and recommended that I go into this corner (laughs) to try to disturb as little people as possible. But I feel like I needed to be inside the library to, uh, to get the full scope of WA libraries because it's been a very long time since I've been here. I haven't actually been inside this library for a number of years, which is why I was so impressed to find that it's new and it looks really good and there's a lot of people coming in here. I remember the last time I was here, it was empty and it was dark and it was really strange, so... The genres of books that they have here are just the general thriller drama, young teens, um, spooky stories, audiobooks, Australian, West Australian, which is great, um, but yeah, nothing too, nothing too outlandish, nothing too different here than what you would expect from a small town public library. What I do like about, because I'm sitting in the kids' area, it's very colourful and very fun, I feel like it's just genuinely a cool place for kids to hang out if they do need help with reading or writing this would be a good place to learn um there's lots of colors everywhere there is wall art hanging about how books light up worlds and um book weeks that are coming up very soon and i think that's really great Uh, it's really important that young kids get those opportunities growing up so it's good that they're really encouraging book reading Uh, away from just the fact that this is a company, the public library. They do genuinely care that people get the best education that's possible, and I think that's really important. I just got up and had another walk around. Um, 
since I've got back to Barcelona, which has been about a week or so, I really wanted to start doing the things that I missed out on doing at uni, which was just things that were fun for me, like reading for pleasure and um, catching up on video games and whatnot. So I finished a book only last night and I found the sequel here. I'm really excited to read that, so I'm actually going to rent this out and give it a read within the next couple days. Anyway, that's all from me. I really wish that I could get someone to speak to about the public library today, but it's completely understandable that we're trying to keep a no-noise rule, obviously. So, that's all fair enough. I'm done for this week, and I'll see you next week. That's a WA correspondent slash the Ginny to my Ron. Scott Martin there checking out the Bustledon Public Library in WA. Stick around. After this, you'll hear my take on a Victorian library. To take us there, though, this is from Sin's international feature album all this week. The album's called Conscious, and it's from Roots. This one's called Are You Home? Sin Nation. <laughs> from Sin's international feature album this week that's Broods with Are You Home here on I Am Not From Here. Before that we heard Scott's take on the Bustledon Public Library in WA. Bustledon being mine and Scott's hometown of about 30,000 people. Scott seemed like he thought Bustledon's library was pretty good and so now it's my job to represent a Victorian library and I went right to the top. So here's me checking out the State Library of Victoria. All right, it is Wednesday, the 29th of June. It's 11 o'clock. I've left this one a little bit late. I normally do this on the weekend, but today, on this lovely blue sky day, I'm heading down to the train station I'm going to get off at Melbourne Central and I'm going to go check out the State Library of Victoria. I'm pretty keen to check it out. Let's go see what it's got. I'm sitting out the front of the State Library of Victoria now. It's still a really nice day. Blue skies. There's people around. It's a good vibe. There's heaps of kids out the front here I've noticed already. There's um like giant chess that kids, well they don't really play, they're just moving the pieces around. But <laughs> looks like they're having a fun time. There's heaps of really cool statues, imposing statues, out the front of the library as well. <laughs> it's a pretty far cry from the, the Bustledon Public Library, I'll tell you that. Alright, I'm in the library now. I'm in the Palmer Hall. There's these giant TVs with, um, with all stories... On it, they're interactive. You can pick up the headphones and listen to the the videos. Yeah, all these stories from people of the public, as far as I can tell. Really interesting. I was expecting, pretty naively, just heaps of books. So it's cool to see this kind of thing. I've just realised how, <laughs> how dumb it is to try and record something for the radio at a library where you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> so I was just in the area looking at art books, looking at um, books about music and that kind of thing. They were very interesting, but I couldn't tell you about it because everyone was really silent and I didn't want people to yell at me. <laughs> I've 
just come a level upstairs into like a, a gallery sort of area. Um, there's some awesome stuff here. There's a, a big picture of Shane Warne, which I'm very much into. There's a few enormous paintings of uh, ex-Victorian premiers and that kind of thing. But my favourite one is a, a picture on like a big triangular canvas of um, Flinders Street Station, the, the new electric trams and the old trams, all made out of Met cards. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. And I'll put a picture of that up on the, the SIN website for sure. I just found the MV Anderson chess room, which is a room um, entirely dedicated to books about chess and lots of little square tables with chess boards on them for people to come and play chess for free. It's, it's so weird. But there's definitely people in there really enjoying it. I'm in an exhibition now uh, at the State Library, which is called The Mirror of the World. It's all these historical books, and there's one from the 1100s, like an encyclopedia from the 1100s. It's crazy to see something that old in front of you. It's just... Yeah, weird, but yeah, really cool. Not allowed to to read that one though. It's stuck behind a glass case. All right, I've moved on from the the Mirror of the World exhibition now, and now I'm up to the the next floor, taking in the Changing Face of Victoria exhibition. So it goes right from the very old days to the to the present time, and so there's a lot of yeah interesting artifacts that kind of thing there's an old telescope like a sword thing heaps of pictures of people i'm not sure who they are yet the blacksmith's first attempt at making the slit on the right side resulted in the metal fracturing on the inside of the breastplate there are marks on the surface made by the blacksmith's hammer as he fashioned the steel plates these marks are so distinctive that they can be read like a craftsman's signature. An indentation high up on the inside of the breastplate was made by a test shot, proof that the armour would withstand police bullets at close range. Wow, I was not expecting to see this here. I'm looking at the armour worn by Ned Kelly at the, the Siege of Glen Rowan in 1880. Yeah, apparently it weighed 44 kilos. There's also a, a long rifle, which was Ned Kelly's and uh, one of his boots as well. It's crazy to see something with this much historical value, I guess, in Australia, something that we've grown up with, learnt through school, that kind of thing, and to see it in real life, the actual armour. It's pretty, yeah, mind-boggling. This whole exhibition has been amazing. I've learnt so much about Melbourne already, and especially heaps about Ned Kelly, there's also a cool painting there, which is like a mashup of traditional Chinese painting with the the capture of Ned Kelly, the Sydney Nolan sort of interpretation of the capture of Ned Kelly. So yeah, that was yeah, that was really cool and really interesting. I'm looking at a at a display now about footy, which is definitely my kind of thing. Speaking about Tom Wheels and his suggestion to, to sort of formalise the code, of course, yeah, it's sort of been suggested that um, the Indigenous game of Mangrook. The, the footy we know now is based off. So yeah, I guess Tom Wills was the person to sort of, yeah, formalise that. 
you might have seen it, the, the MCG, the uh, original rules of footy painted up on the wall. That's amazing. Again, I've stuffed this up. I did the same thing last week. I was at the Melbourne Museum, but I can't stay here and appreciate everything individually because I need to, to head off soon. But I'm going to hang around for a bit longer and, yeah, just quickly check everything out because everything here is really interesting. I'm on the, the dome balcony now. Sort of, I'm five stories high, five or six stories high, I think I am, looking down at the Latrobe reading room. It's such a sight to behold. There's eight long tables sort of set out in a star kind of a shape, and in between those, each of those, is our three workspaces. And yeah, they're all wooden and green. They just look so good. And then the ceiling is like this domed roof, which uh, lets heaps of natural light in. It's just an amazing visual. So I'm going to take some pictures and I'll upload them to the Sin website when I put this uh, this show up, this podcast up, and you can check it out there. Alright, again I'm back out the front of the, the State Library of Victoria. Uh, that was amazing. I was not expecting um, to see this stuff that I did. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Um, very interesting. Very cool to see Ned Kelly's armor. Very cool to see the the whole dome, the um, the Latrobe reading room. That was just so so good looking. And yeah, I didn't get to see everything, but um, yeah, I think like the Melbourne Museum, I'll definitely be back to the, the public library. So I'll check it out then. Yeah, that was me checking out the State Library of Victoria. Such an incredible building. And now it's my job to decide whether WA or Victoria have the better libraries. And to be honest, I feel like this one is a bit of a mismatch. I reckon if I say that Victoria is better, it's like saying that the Hawthorne Footy Club is better than the Auskick under nines. It's like, well, yeah, of course they are. They're in a completely different league. So this week, I don't think I have any other choice other than to say that this week, due to a lack of fair play... It's a no result. Sorry, but I think that's just the fairest way to do it. Hopefully this will make up for any disappointment, though. This, is a, this was a real special uh, vinyl record store day release in April, but just this week it was released digitally and on CD. It's from Alt-J, live at Red Rocks, and this one is Pins Pleasure. That's a couple of live tracks here on Sin Nation. At the top, we heard Alt J with Fitz Pleasure, and just then, some live Daft Punk from their iconic Pyramid tour. It was a mashup of sorts around the world and harder, better, faster, stronger. I watched a really good Daft Punk documentary during the week called Daft Punk Unchained. Check it out if you haven't got the chance yet. It made me realise that the robots haven't toured since 2007, but we hope against hope that maybe one day they'll get back on the road again. 
Hey, last weekend I went and checked out the RecLink Community Cup, a charity footy game to raise funds for disadvantaged youth. Between the megahertz, made up of players from community radio stations like us, Triple R and PBS, and the Rock Dogs, made up from musicians from local bands. It was so much fun. Sins GM Tess Lawley and our president Sally White were out there for the megahertz, so it was even more fun. Here's my day at the footy. I'm standing in the crowd at the Elstonwick Mud Park, formerly known as the Elstonwick Oval. I'm here watching the Community Cup between the Rock Dogs and the Megahertz. It's quarter time. The Rock Dogs are up 18 points to 8. It's been a, a very highly skilled game so far. A lot of strong players through the middle, a lot of run and handball, a lot of soccering along the ground to get it out of the mud in the middle. It's been very exciting, very good fun. And hopefully we can watch the, the megahertz take out the win later on. It is the RecLink Community Cup and some of the funds raised today will be donated to RecLink, which is an organisation which uh, supports uh, disadvantaged young people and it helps them get involved with art and sport projects. So this is very much in their wheelhouse. taken me about 20 minutes to walk around the crowd here. There are so many people here, I was not prepared for it at all. I would estimate there would be about 20,000 people here to watch this game between amateurs just to support uh, RecLink and Community Radio. It's so cool and so inspiring. Alright, it's now half time. The Rock Dogs are still in the lead. Six goals, one thirty-seven to the Megahertz. One goal, four, ten. It's looking like it's going to be a bit of a drubbing at this stage. The Megahertz just can't get it down into their forward line, so it's pretty hard to kick goals when that's where we're at. Uh, another thing that has happened is that I've had to go and buy another shirt because I'm <laughs> so cold I needed another layer. So I'm still learning about weather because this morning it was a blue sky. It looked really nice, so... Yeah, I'm still pretty average at judging Melbourne's weather. Hello, it's Josh again. Uh, I'm back at home, but I just want to jump in and let you know before this next bit, because it's a little bit weird, but very cool. Uh, Senator Richard Di Natale was at the game, the leader of the Greens, and I ran into him briefly and sort of just shoved my microphone in his face and said, can you please give me a comment on the, the Community Cup? What do you think about it? What makes it so special? And uh, here's his response. Oh, well, firstly, it's about community and it brings people together 
from all walks of life, having the, you know, everything that's great about Melbourne. You've got sport, everyone, you know, footy's a common denominator, but bringing together music community, the community radio um, scene, and people from the local neighbourhood who are just interested in um, seeing what makes Melbourne such a great and vibrant place. And of course, all for a wonderful cause. RecLink does some incredible work and are uh, really an amazing institution in terms of what they deliver for people living on the margins of society. Absolutely. And do you think that the megahertz can get back into it for you? I can see you wearing your megahertz scarf. They're a long way down. And I'm going to put my boots on for a bit of the last quarter. So we'll see how we go. Excellent. What a scoop. Thanks for your time, Richard. All right, it's three-quarter time. The Rock Dogs, 8-1-49 to the Megahertz, 3-5-23. It's not looking good for my new adopted team, the Megahertz, but as we just heard, the Megahertz have a secret weapon coming out for the last quarter, a very green, <laughs> very green secret weapon. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'll be the spark that the Megahertz need to get back into this game, but to be honest, it's looking like it's the day of the dog. I remember when I was down at Geelong watching the Cats and Eagles game, I remember that I kept saying that it felt like a, a country footy game. This feels like a real country footy game. The ground's muddy. There's people playing footy on the ground at the, the quarter time breaks. There's dogs here. People are just having a great time, kicking back on the green. Well, it used to be green grass, but now it's just mud, kicking back on the mud, having a good afternoon, just watching the time go by watching some footy, played in a really good spirit, so it's really good fun. Alright, the final sirens go on. The Rock Dogs 10-363 have defeated the Megahertz 4-6-30. Bit of a bugger on our end, but the presentations are going on now and the announcers just said that the real winner of today has been Reckling, and that's absolutely true. It's important to remember that that's what the funds are for and yeah, that's what it's all about. Building that community spirit. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've really been a part of uh, a special community here today as someone who's involved with, with community radio, so it's uh, really special. And... Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this game out again next year. I just want to follow up on what I was saying before. You might be able to hear your regurgitator in the background playing in front of a few thousand people who have decided to hang around in this ridiculously cold weather. But I just want to follow up on what I said before about feeling a part of a, a community while watching this Community Cup. I was going to come here by myself um, and just hang out and watch it and do like a little report on it. But on the way here... I came across some people from Sin who I'd met maybe once or twice before on the train and they were so nice and just said, look, you can come hang out with us if you want. And so I hung out with them for most of the game. And I think that's what this Community Cup's all about, bringing people together and obviously for the, the rec link calls as well. But yeah, I think bringing people together is another cool part of it Ooh. as the footy flies at my head. So yeah, I guess at the moment I'm just feeling a lot of emotions about how good a community radio is, how good footy is, 
and how good this community spirit is. It's just the best. And yeah, I'm really inspired to try and take this out again next year. Anyway, I'm going to watch the rest of The Gurge now. But yeah, this is just the best. Yeah, that was me at the Community Cup over the weekend. Again, a big thanks to Senator Richard Di Natale, leader of the Greens, for speaking to me during that one. It was a bit of a bummer that the megahertz couldn't get the job done on the day, but it was still a really fun and inspiring day regardless. I reached out to Mitch Fifield, Jason Clare and Mark Dreyfus for their comments on the Community Cup, and at this time I've only heard back from Labor MP Mark Dreyfus. He said the Community Cup is a real example of how, commun- of how local music and community stations can bring Melbourne together while raising funds for a worthy cause. He went on to say, Community Radio Matters and the Recklink Community Cup is a show of strength of how many people Community Radio Matters to. I'll post the rest of his comment on the SIN website with the podcast of this show and uh, add the other comments when I receive them as well. Music was obviously a central facet of the day at the Community Cup. Ross Wilson, Cram and Reese Muldoon from Play School all performed, as did these guys. They finished the day off. It's Regurgitator, and this is the song formerly known as... Hey, no worries. That's Regurgitator with the song formerly known as here on Sin Nation. Now, the Community Cup and the State Library weren't the only things that I hit up during the week. I also headed down to the Corner Hotel to watch a man I've adored since I was in Grade 7 play Stairway to Heaven on his electronic drum kit. It was, of course, Sin alumnus Hamish Blake from Hamish and Andy playing with the band Bonja for a segment on their radio show. And I being the obsessive stalker person that I am, hung out after the show and was lucky enough to ask the man himself for a bit of a comment on his performance. Hey, I've got a show on Sin, and I was wondering if I could... Oh, yeah, no, of course. Of your sh- of your, your show hey, here. well, look, be, um, be honest. Are you the music... Re- I mean, I can't review it. I'm, I'm in the band. So, of course, I give it five stars. <laughs> what do you give it? I would have given it five. Yeah, it was like I was... I, at least I can say to my grandkids now, it's like I've seen John Bonham. It so is it's, like it's you were there, much. front row. And look... Bonham, I don't want to start a thing here, but I feel like he shows off a lot during the song. Like, I probably did 10% of the actual notes he does, but I think we've shown, like, it's all you need. Isn't it about efficiency? If it was a marathon, like, sure, he'd be winning on note count, but by the end of the drumming marathon, I'd have so much left in the tank. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks for going down. Right, cheers. cheers. Thanks for that. He is the absolute coolest, funniest and nicest dude ever. There are a few of us waiting at the back of the corner for them to come out. And Hamish spoke to every single person who waited. And let me shove a microphone in his face. He's a legend. Anyway, our time's up for tonight. We've had a wicked one. We've had the greatest library mismatch of the century. We've learnt about the Community Cup and we've spoken to really special guests, Richard Richard Di Natale, sorry Richard, and Hamish Blake. Next week is going to be huge too. It's the last I'm Not From Here show on Sin Nation for the foreseeable future. So we're all going out. We're going out with heaps of different stuff. So make sure you listen in next week from 10pm. It's going to be really, really fun. To take us out tonight, I'm going to leave you with what will now forever be known to me as Haim's song. It's Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. Have a good week, and I'll catch you next Thursday for the last show of I'm Not From Here on Sin Nation. 